You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. I am Clint. Welcome back, like Daniel said. Glad you are here with us, your team, every single day here on Locked On Bulldogs. Uh, we love talking about the dogs like you do. Okay, now now if you, as we're talking over on the audio and the YouTube side, are anybody besides beat writers from Georgia, you're going to like how we talk about Georgia football. Well, or, yeah, I mean, potentially it, Alabama fans, Florida fans. There's so well, many people yeah. that there's aren't so going to like it. There's so many people that aren't going to like it. But if you like talking about Georgia like you do, we do as fans, because that's what we are. We are fans first and foremost. We're not gurus or insiders because there's no such thing as them, because they make ludicrous takes without nuance whatsoever to get you to click and to pay them money when they have no business doing it. Woodstock over on Twitter, Woodstock 2025 is on a mission, Daniel. Uh, he's He wants a platform. He is joining alliances. Is this the small you- bird from Charlie Brown? <laughs> I don't. I don't think. I think that's actually. Isn't okay. that a, a city in your great state that you hail from? It. It is my. It's okay. my hometown. Yeah, that's what. That's what I thought. Yeah. Um, uh, he wants to make an alliance with us. To take would you down like to form group. an alliance with me? He absolutely, us, I would. He asked absolutely, straight up, and we said, "Absolutely, I would." We're taking down the platform of those clickbait. Uh, beat writers of Georgia because we're going to talk like fans do and not do anything else. Uh, and the subject matter today is one near and dear to Georgia's heart. Look, I'm here to tell you right now, you're going to get in the comments. I was, you're going to get in I was wondering why you came out so aggressive trying to start a Twitter fight like early yeah. in the podcast. And then I remembered what we were talking about on the podcast. Today and I was like, oh, Clint's just in a fighting mood. He's just in a mood to fight somebody. We hear you're going to come at me on Twitter. You're going to come at me all over the place. You're going to come in every angle possible. If you're over on uh, your the audio side, thanks for listening. Follow and subscribe. There's no payment to subscribe. Some audio podcasts ask you to donate. There's nothing over there. It's free over on audio on the any. We don't even know how to do that. Just to no. be clear, we don't even. If we could take your money, we probably would, but we have no idea how. If you're over on YouTube, hit that comment, hit that follow, hit that subscribe button. Uh, Today, we are talking about the illustrious and deep and fantastic position group of the quarterbacks. We're talking about Seth We're talking about Brock Vandegrift. We're talking about Carson Beck. We're talking about Gunnar Stockton and the quarterbacks. I didn't even get a Gunnar Stockton mention in there. Yeah. Hey, look, he he was there. Uh, We're going to talk about what this means, G-Day, how they performed, what this means, where we go. But, Daniel, let's just start with the – with the big, ugly truth that no one likes to hear. Uh, Our passing attack at Georgia is fantastic, and our quarterbacks quarterbacks are great. Mm -hmm. They're good. They're good at football, and Uh they facilitate offense. There it is. They they, they move the ball efficiently, and they did that last year, Uh and they're going to do that this year. The quarterbacks at Georgia have not been a problem for for a little bit now. We've, no. we've been okay at the quarterback position. Um, now, could we be better at the quarterback position? Absolutely, we could. Sure. But Georgia's passing attack will be the strength of the offense this year. That's not necessarily because of the quarterbacks that we're about to talk about. No. Go, Go back and listen to yesterday's, yesterday's episodes. Yeah. And you'll learn why the passing attack is going to be the strength of the offense. But the quarterbacks, 
are a a, a necessary cog in that wheel, Clint. If you without what? them, you what? you don't really Eric Eric Gilbert struggles to shine unless someone <laughs> can get him the football. Now Brock Look, Bowers can literally his... just take it out of the center's hands and then just run downfield. I was he, just gonna he's say he's capable of that. I was just going to say, Wildcat was a thing like a decade ago, but y'all, it might come what back. What if we just snapped guys. it to Brock? We could beat Kentucky if we snapped it to to Brock Bowers every play from center. Thousand percent without even breaking a sweat. I'm with you. But don't yeah. actually, don't. I will break into Let's a sweat go. when we play Kentucky because I, I can't get there yet, Daniel. You know, Kentucky brings daunting things to my heart. Right, I can't Vanderbilt. Get there Vanderbilt. Thank you. We can beat Vanderbilt. Ooh, um, thank you. Okay. okay. Let's. Let's start with Stetson Bennett because it's the boring conversation. And then we're going to get sure. to the backups because that's that's and the entry. That's the yep. that's the real conversation. Um can, can I make Stetson a statement? Bennett threw some interceptions. He did. He had several passes batted down. And and I'm several. not gonna lie, the executive producer intern Michael sent us a text after the first pass got batted down. Talking about how oh Stetson Bennett's got passes batted down, we're burnt, burn the boats, like we're out, we're 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 screwed, and he he said it in jest, and I laughed, and we all laughed, and it was fine. By the end of that game, I was like, dude, man, please stop, please stop getting the ball batted down. It, it, it was, was a joke first. that became so much of a reality that it was painful near the end. Daniel. Yeah, I'm gonna make a yeah. statement that not many people are gonna like, and th- like you guys need to hear this. And and I am comfortable saying this next statement. If you're mm-hmm. not comfortable hearing this next statement, that's a personal problem for you. Carson Beck outplayed Stetson Bennett at G Day. Stetson period. Bennett, per, period. I don't add any disclaimer on that. I don't rationalize it. He outperformed him. Yes. Stetson Bennett is our quarterback and can win us a national championship. Period. Those two live in the same universe. I, I will say this. I, I think that coming out of, of G-Day, and we're going to – Stetson Bennett – I'm going to save that for the second segment. Okay. Stetson Bennett, I thought, played – he played admirably. His That's mistakes were word. worse than – his mistakes were worse than any of the other quarterbacks' mistakes – but but his good plays were just as good as any of the other quarterbacks good plays and and let's be uh, you know it's beating a dead horse but let's be very clear okay some of those corner some of those dbs on the second string unit i'm not going to call out names it's not, not what the podcast That's is about later in the week no i'm not going to call out names because literally clint they're never going to see the field these oh, these cats are never yeah. going to play in a, a real game, on guys that aren't named Dan Jackson and haven't been in the program for five years. Yeah, these are guys out there playing every snap of the game against Arian freaking Smith that are never going to see the field for Georgia. Um, Stetson's not going up against that unit. Okay, no. Stetson's going up against Keely Ringo. Stetson's going up against Christopher Smith. Stetson's going up against William Poole. Stetson's going up against the real dudes, the guys that are out there that are going to lead this defense this year. And so the secondary is the strength of the defense, Clint. So it 
before we jump all over everything about the backup quarterbacks and Stetson Bennett, I thought Stetson Bennett played fine. I did not. Did. I think you're right. I think Carson Beck absolutely outplayed him in this game with no caveats. None. But I don't think that it necessarily is a huge indication of where Stetson Bennett is as a quarterback. This game didn't mean much for him. It meant a lot for Carson Beck and Brock Vandalay. Yes. We're going to talk yes. about both those guys. Um, but I do have a statement to make when we come back in the next segment about hmm. – the starting quarterback position at the University of Georgia. A little bit of tease. Uh, but first, we're going to let you know about Bet Online. Bet Online is your sportsbook experts. They are everything you want in a sportsbook. Don't go to Uncle Sal at the local diner. It's bad. It's awful. He's <laughs> going to, it's bad. I don't need to explain Lord, to you how bad it is. Never, it's, never place a wager in a place where you can also order hash browns. These are just the facts, people. Also, just don't. Also, he already knows you. He already has all the background done on you. Like you think you gave him a, a fake name. He knows who you really are. Okay, he knows where you live. Please, he knows how to get paid. Uh, instead, over to sportsbook experts at Bet Online. Uh, they do everything: parlays, over unders, uh, season win totals, single game action, college sports euphoria for everything pro sports, NFL, MLB. Uh, which, by the way, Matt Olson, how you doing? Keep doing your thing, baby. Keep that Braves World Series line. Keep that. Just give it a little. Boop. Locked on Atlanta. How you doing? Keep that Braves World Series line. Bet online. Uh, bet online. Your sports book experts. <clears throat> okay, you wanted to make a what? statement. You teased a statement. You didn't say a statement. Now you have the floor to say a statement. Yeah, I have two statements that I'm prepared to come into this episode with. Okay. That that people were not going to like. Okay, I, I mean, some people will like them. Some people won't like them. But that's how the quarterback statements go, right? That's how, that's course, how they go. Quarterbacks, UGA. The, the first one of those statements, it fits into the conversation right here. The second one I'll save for a bit later as we move. But the first one of those conversations is this. The starting quarterback job for the University of Georgia, and I'll reiterate your statement from a bit ago, Belongs to Stetson Bennett. Semicolon. Yeah. You understand? We're not at a period here. Nope. We're taking two complete sentences, but we are mashing them together and, into and, one thought. And by the way, notice what I said last time. Stetson Bennett currently is our starting starting quarterback and can win us a national championship. That's what I said. The starting quarterback job belongs to Stetson Bennett. Semicolon. The starting quarterback job is less sure today than it was on Friday. The gap is closed. 100%. And if you, again, I've said it, if I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. If you don't think that Kirby Smart will put Stetson Bennett on the bench in favor of another quarterback, if he thinks that quarterback is the better option. There it is then you have no idea who Kirby – you literally believe – let me tell you who you are. You literally believe that Kirby Smart has a personal vendetta against you and only wants to play the quarterback that you don't want. You think he calls you your cousin uh -huh. in the middle of the night and says, hey, J who does Jimmy not want me to play? Okay, that's who I'm going to play this week. Kirby Smart is the guy that took a five-star USC transfer can't-miss quarterback prospect and put his rear end on the bench in the national championship game 
after the former walk-on five-foot-two-inch quarterback that no one wanted got his ass kicked in the SEC championship game. He ran that same kid out there. Yep. Because he thought that was the quarterback that gave him the best chance to win. If you don't think Kirby will play whoever he thinks gives him the best chance to win, you've never watched Kirby Smart coach football. And this is what's so infuriating to me about the process of people hating Kirby Smart playing Stetson Bennett. Like he's got some sort of man crush on him, like he wants to adopt him or something like that. Here's what makes no sense to me. It's exactly your line of thinking you just gave. If Kirby evaluates quarterbacks and is not looking at them based upon their high school statistics, which, by the way, we could go down a laundry list of recruits that were supposed to be, quote, can't miss guys that Mm -hmm. were utter failures, notably at UGA, completely whiffed. Okay, (laughs) we can play that game. Let's not play that game. Instead, let's say this. Kirby Smart is willing to do whatever it takes to win, including now, now hold on. This is coaching philosophy 101, playing whoever gets him the best chance to win, regardless of stars or rankings or NIL. Former national championships won. He don't care. He doesn't care. So he looks at Stetson and says, Stetson, I love you. You are part of this team. You're a damn good dog. You brought a natty. If you can't get us to where we want to go, I won't play you. And you can shine that ring in my face all you want. And it doesn't matter. That should give you confidence, Georgia fan. Yeah. Do do we think Carson Beck will win the starting job? No, neither of us think that. The we nope. right as of this point, it would be crazy to predict anything other than Stetson Bennett runs out there against Oregon, certainly. Uh, and then who yes. knows what happens after that because you know it's a long season and blah blah blah. But it is not outside the realm of possibility, and the gap has closed. All right, Clint, what did you think about the backups when you watched them at G Day? Here's here's what I came away. This is a by and large a big picture of the entire program at UGA that is microcosm within quarterbacks. And I'm going to talk about this on defense side of the ball, and I'll use analogy. The defense was hard to judge because at G Day you don't it, the whistle is quick. Um, you can't actually some of those jump. sacks. Oh. Come on, see, come now, come see. now. Some of the sacks that weren't sacks, and some of the sacks that were sacks that weren't called because Nolan Smith comes off because he knows he can't tackle Stetson, so he's yeah. just he's just you know done that? at that point. Yeah, people just cackling. The, it's people such just, a it's such a ridiculous thing that the whistle right. wasn't blown on that sack. People just go. People just losing their minds, losing their mind. So here's here's what I'll say about the backcourt. With the defense in mind, they played an incredible game that when they put hands on receivers and on running backs, the tackle was made. Like like across the board. Again, you you didn't get tackles a lot with the rush and everything, but when hands were put on, they went down, and that's because tackling is such a high regard at UGA. The quarterback play at UGA, that floor, Daniel, is just rising up. That floor is now really 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 becoming a standard for quarterback play um carson beck is a is a sec caliber starting quarterback today he starts at how many other schools today daniel i'll I'll make a statement i i have never seen it's one game it's g day i get it but it's not one game it's last year included and it's but this one i'm saying I have never seen a player 
improve more from the last time I saw them play yeah. okay. to the most recent time I saw them play than Carson Beck just did. I've never seen anyone take no. a leap. Like he looked – when we last saw Carson Beck on the field, he literally looked like he did not know which direction his end zone was in. Clueless. Clueless. And he came out there at G-Day not – Calm, cool, and collected and running the show with that second unit on the offense. He he looked really good, Clint. Not just he hit wide open guys, not just what, no. but the way he went about his business, the way he facilitated the game, he he looked like a dude, to your point, that belongs under center on Saturdays in the fall in the SEC. That's what he looked like. And that's a really good thing to have if you're a Georgia fan. Uh, we're going to come back after this, talk about other quarterbacks and maybe get some other hot takes that you might not be anticipating right after this. All right. What other uh, second what other take? Clint. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. you second statement. take, Clint. This one hurts me. It hurts First me one. more than it hurts you. I bet it, it doesn't hurt. hurt me at all. I bet it, I'm going to love this take, and I'm going to relish it. Is that what I'm going to bet? <clears throat> I'm waiting, by the way. Brock Vandegrift is is a quarterback at Georgia. There it is. Brock Vandelay of Vandelay Industries is dead. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's never exporting any touchdowns. Nope. And he's never importing any wins. <laughs> no. It's over. The Brock Vandegrift era at the University of Georgia is over. I, I, I'm so glad you brought this up. Look, I, I, Gunnar Stockton and I, we're, we're friends. We're good friends. I didn't see enough of Gunnar. I have no idea who Gunnar Stockton is. I, I barely saw him. He came I in the game. He to. left. I blinked. I missed it. This is the point. This is my point. I don't need to, Daniel. Yeah. I saw BVG. I saw Brock Vandegrift. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, oh, no. That's that's all I thought the entire time when he was back there. I just thought, oh, no, that's the wrong read. Oh, no, that's an underthrown ball. Oh, no, that's another muffed exchange. Oh, no, he doesn't look like he has a head in the game. And it's been rumored, Daniel, it's been rumored that this guy just just balls out. If you just did playground kind of basketball type football, just yep. get out there, run around, let him be more athletic than everybody else. That he does that really well, except and to be fair, you're not allowed to do that on G Day. You're not allowed to run around. You saw him no. get outside the pocket and run, use his wheels downfield. Like he's 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 elite in certain things, and those things you're not allowed to do at G Day. I get that. Nope. But 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 if but you want to things, command Todd Munkin's offense, guys, Todd Munkin is not gonna sit here and just the play is not gonna be, hey Brock, go go be great right now. That's not the play. There are too many it's, daggum weapons on at, it's at pass catcher. Two sentences long, and it goes through checkdowns and reads, and it takes skill. And, and I don't know if Brock has it. I'm with you. He's a quarterback, but but you got to start looking. You go from Stetson, and Carson has pushed him. And again, who knows? We're not here stating that Stetson is quarterback all year long. I have no idea. Kirby's going to make that determination. Be part of the club that says Kirby's going to start the best player with Todd. So it might go from Stetson to Carson, and then it might just go Carson, and and it's going to leap. And it's either going to go Gunner or another recruit, because I think exactly right. Brock is not 
the guy. Yeah, look, I don't know if all four of these quarterbacks are going to stick throughout the rest throughout the season. You know, I don't know, <clears throat> but I changed my mind at who I want yep. to stay. Yep. If one of them leaves, <laughs> I I tell you that I changed my mind, and um, yeah, I I the Georgia clearly has two quarterbacks that I would feel very comfortable yes. leading the offense. And so if we go into the season with both of them healthy and on the roster, we fine. I'll tell you this, I will feel great about the quarterback room at Georgia. And then that's all we really have to get at. I I told you on Friday um that I was most excited to see Brock Vandergriff run around out there. And he made a few plays and he had he has sure. moments, but um it, it it was that was not it. That was what not we what liken, we wanted to see. What was that cat out of Ole Miss we likened him to that baseball player that uh was at Georgia for a hot minute and then went and played quarterback um and baseball. He plays like shortstop or something. I forget the cat's name now, but I think we likened to him we likened Vandergriff to him before. Mm-hmm. Uh, um Plumley. Plumley, thank you, Rice Plumley, John Rice Plumley, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's very similar to that athleticism beyond belief, but not, not going to win you championships at quarterback. Uh, hey, he is Daniel. I don't Lyon. think I don't think he's going to switch to tight end like Reese Plumley did. I don't. I don't, I don't think, think there's room in that particular position group for him to see see meaningful action. Hey, coach, I got an idea. I want to see more playing time, so I'm going to go to tight end. <laughs> oh no, we have there's a- three first round draft picks in that room, son. Are you sure you want to do that? Is that you have better luck at star, son. <laughs> like the hardest position on defense. All right. Hey, he is Daniel. I am Clint. This is Locked On Bulldogs. Here on Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'll be back tomorrow and the next day talking all things G Day. We will see you guys then. See you.